Well, welcome to See Here Love as we conclude our Unknown Women of the Bible series. As we take a look at five incredible women in the Old Testament, Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Terza, women who had faith in God for the future and believed that God would keep his promises. And I'm personally thankful for our panel of Bible teachers who have taught us well and have facilitated great conversations as we honored these unknown women of the Bible by speaking their names, telling their stories, and learning from their courage, resilience, obedience to God, and their leadership. So get your Bible study guide out, or you can download it at seeherelove.com slash study. And let's get ready for episode four and study number four. These unknown women of the Bible, women who had courage to ask for land, for economic security, and even for their own identity. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season nine, episode number 19. Okay, can you believe this is the end of the Bible study series? Wow. Four, number four, we've done it. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Uh, what a series of listening, learning, leaning in, growing deeper in our faith and relationship with Jesus, but also learning the yeah. richness of the scripture mm-hmm. and the stories of these women. And like I said earlier, it's like speaking their name has this power. Mm. We're giving honor to them as we remember them and speak their name. And so I'm so thrilled that we're all back. And for some of you who might have not joined us, but for the first time, let's go through a quick introduction. Anne Miranda, pastor, leader, leader, speaker, and champion of women, all the way from British Columbia. Anne Miranda. (laughs) I don't know if it's like, you. We're doing a little. (laughs) I know, what was that? Okay. (laughs) Trifina Puramala Gagnon, pastor, oh, pastor, podcaster. (laughs) I think I'm, yeah, speaker, mum to two, and lover of chocolate. We always have to say that. Welcome, 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 welcome. Helen Burns, pastor, relationship expert, podcaster, and speaker. Welcome, all the way from British Columbia as well. Welcome. And Ann Voskamp, author of four New York Times bestsellers, Mama to Seven, Wife of One Fine Farmer. I always like giggle when I say that. And a blogger. Welcome, welcome to our last Bible study series. And what... Ooh. A last study we are ending Ooh. with. Hey, hey. We've got lots of women here, Anne. Yeah. we got Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Terza. Yes. Let's hear about them. And wow, what a story. It's so, you. Yeah, fun fact. Here we are in Numbers. Okay. I don't think any exciting things happen in Numbers. <laughs> it's a list okay. of people's names and the descendant of this and the descendant of that. And, mm-hmm. the, and then we have in Numbers 26, 33. Mm-hmm the name of Zelophehad, mm-hmm. son of Hefer, who had no sons. And he only had daughters whose names were Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milka, and Terza. Fun fact, Middle Eastern um, little snippet here. Sometimes people name their children, like the dad's first name is their middle name, because mm-hmm. if you took away their first name, you'd see who belongs to who fam- which family. Okay. And so here in all of the lineage and all of the, in the book of Numbers, what you're seeing is the fathers and the sons and the fathers and the sons being named. And now we have this fathers and, a father and daughters. Now, 
Mm, you guys know yes. that I'm a nerd. And I went and started to study what their names meant. Because names, as we have learned in the series power. before, mm -hmm. there is, there's something little secrets, little revelations in the names. So Zalofahad, his name is Protection Against Fear. Mm. Okay. Mala, and they're, they're probably listed in chronological order, who is the eldest to the youngest, okay. most likely. Uh, means, Mala means forgiven. Noah means movement. This version of Noah means mm -hmm. movement. Hagla, this is my favorite. Dancing little circling partridge bird. Mm. So she wants to come out with like some, this little excitement, this little bird. You know how birds like circle and then they like a little look okay, like they're dancing? I love that. So she's like a little birdie. I don't know. She must have been really cute when she was born. And then Milka, queen. And Tirza means delight. Well, probably delighting. This is their baby that was the last one that was born. I don't know. It's just the cool part is that they are referenced in the Bible five times wow. throughout wow. the Old Testament. Okay. And then when we get to Numbers 27, this is, this is kind of like the, um, a dividing chapter in the book of Numbers. From before, so 1 to 26, there's a census for the generations and the Israeli uh, warriors and just the lineage of Israel. And then you have 27 and onward, mm -hmm. and we're getting a new census for a new generation mm -hmm. because the entire old generation died in the wilderness. Remember that story? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so except for we have Caleb, we have Joshua in 27, we still have Moses. There's a whole generation of young people who have been faithful to God. Mm. Meanwhile, they have seen, and Numbers records all the miracles, like this is a miracle, a whole nation was moved and the whole adult generation wiped out and a whole young generation moves into a promised land and doesn't lose their spiritual direction. Wow. Oh. That's a huge miracle to me, that they did not lose faith in the midst of all of that. It's like the song, like Waymaker song, where God, you are moving even if I don't see it. You are working even if I don't see it. And I, I see death, I see darkness, I see grim, but you are working in the long haul that I don't fully see. And so Zalofahad died like, like everyone else in, in his generation in the desert. And we get to verse 7 of uh, Numbers 20 verse 7 mm -hmm. where his daughters normally when a person uh, the father would die then his inheritance would go to his family his sons there's no sons here so what's going to happen we have these daughters going to Moses and Eliezer the priest and saying hey get this this is what they say verse 7 what Zelophehad's daughters are saying oh first they ask for their land yeah. They ask and they say, verse 6, I'm going to backtrack there for a second before verse 7. When they ask him, why should our father's name disappear from the whole clan and the whole lineage? Just because he doesn't have sons. Like, give us our property. Not just go, don't just give it to our relatives. Give us this property. So then Moses, this is what happens in verse 7. He brings this petition to the Lord and the Lord says, yes. What Zelophehad's daughters are saying is right. Mm. You must certainly give them yeah. their portion, their inheritance. Not just that. The law changed yeah. that anybody who didn't have sons and only had daughters 
would in the future, after this moment, receive inheritance. Yeah. Wow. Their family's inheritance. Like mind blown. Yes. Mm -hmm. The legacy that these girls have changed the law, they changed the destiny for them in their own family. Wow. We don't see this actually be fulfilled until they get to the promised land. And then in Joshua um, chapter 17, we see them coming up again, reminding Joshua, hey, we're here. We didn't go anywhere. We did what the Lord asked us to. We're still faithful doing our, the work that you've asked us to, Joshua. And Joshua, who has legacy of being just an advocate for women along his journey too, said, of course, and he fulfills the ask mm -hmm. in the promised land. So mind blown, mind blown. The things that I've been uh, kind of leaning into is that God is a God who keeps his promises. Mm -hmm. God, it's so important to him and his economy. Inheritance is of high importance to God and his economy. When he says that we are his children and his chosen and adopted into his royal lineage, like that, that has like his historical weight. Mm -hmm. they, lineage is important to God. Obedience is important mm -hmm. to God. And so we see the history of these girls. Actually, um, their story began long before them, like five generations before them. Mm -hmm. Also the story of Joseph, mm -hmm. who had a son named Manasseh, yeah. who was grafted into the tribes of Israel. Yeah. Uh, and he was given a promise. Joseph was given a promise that out of the lineage of Manasseh, there would be inheritance in the, in the land. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're reaping the benefit of generations ago and not wanting the, their name wiped out of this tribe mm -hmm. and of this lineage. It's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. I think as a piece of Western North American, like understanding, it, this isn't, this, this, it's really hard to relate to. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to resonate that, that to, yeah, to let it resonate within and go, mm -hmm. inheritance is that important to God? Mm -hmm. And so my question to us is what would we, what is worth fighting for? Mm. What is worth the risk? Because they had to take mm -hmm. a risk mm. and stand before their people and advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. And then again, yeah. knowing all their whole story. There's, there's so much to unpack here, but I want to stop there. Mm. Hi, I'm Addison Espilla, one of the content producers here at See Here Love. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to join our community called the See Here Lovelies. Here's how. Number one, sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week, you'll get a personal note from Melinda with links to our shows, blogs, and resources, as well as inspirational content and a short devotional. You'll also be the first to know about upcoming events and giveaways. QR code is in the show description or sign up through our website at seeherelove.com and look for the newsletter icon. Number two, join us in studio and be part of our studio audience. Take a behind the scenes tour in our master control room, editing suites and studio. You'll meet Melinda and the See Here Love co-hosts and guests. Email us at seeherelove at crossroads.ca for more info. And finally, number three, become a monthly partner. $25 or $50 a month will help us share our brave themes and conversations on television here on podcast, YouTube, video streaming, and on our social media platforms. We can't do See Here Love without donations and sponsorships, so please go to www.seeherelove.com slash donate and give your one-time or monthly donation today. 
Become a See Here Lovely and join our See Here Love community of belonging, vulnerable and brave conversations. We are here for you. What do we think? Yeah, I think the thing that's really, you know, sticks out for me is this very strong, give us property along with the rest of our relatives. This is not like, if it's okay with you, if it suits you, (laughs) if it works for you, if, if it doesn't offend you, may I ask, leader, that you may, it's a, give us yeah. our property, right? Like it's a, it's, it's, and I don't want to say like it's this harsh demand, but it's a strong, like, right. it is like a right, but also like the courage, the strength to say, give us, give us our property. We don't want our father's name wiped out. We don't want our lineage wiped out. Give us what's, well, what already. is ours, yeah. what our family has worked for, what was promised to us and as, as women. Yeah. Like, yeah. and again, changing law is also blowing my mind yeah. on top of that. Like changing the law, like they, they changed law. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact, territories were named after them eventually. Wow. wow. Because they were, wow. they were given land, still to now, I like pulled up maps. I was looking at all these cool <laughs> things. Of course, like, of course you were, of course you were. This is crazy. Who knows, that? Like, I, I'd love to go visit those mm-hmm. areas. But it is like the territories of Zalofahad's daughters. And they're named after like their actual names. Wow. And so, the, and it's interesting because it wasn't like later on in the story, because they ended up getting married, but it wasn't then that the, the narrative, like the, mm. the script flipped. It wasn't that. It was they were always acknowledged yeah. mm-hmm. as the ones that inherited. You know, their name is on <laughs> the documents, mm-hmm. not, not, not their husbands. We don't know their names. Wow. It's just like it know, every kind of layer like, yeah, of it. You just go, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. So, yeah, what's landing with everyone? <laughs> I think I'm just really struck by um, it's verse 5 of 27. So Moses brought their case before a judge, before mm-hmm. a trial. No, no, he brought the case before the, the Lord. Lord. Yes, before yeah. the And the yes. Lord said to him, Yeah. Yes, what the that's good. daughters are saying is right. Yeah. Ooh. The Lord saw them. Mm-hmm. The Lord said, This is my heart towards my daughters. Mm-hmm. The, God is saying that this is right and just. It's to me, it's just such a Systems can erase women in all kinds of yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. But that's not the heart of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God actually affirms them and confirms. Yeah. So just, I'm just so moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we need yeah. to sit on that yeah. before the Lord. And the Lord was the one who said. Mm-hmm. No. The Lord was the one. Yeah. It wasn't man. It wasn't man. And you're right, it wasn't system. It wasn't the judge. The Lord, the Lord said, the Lord said. I feel like at least mm. in our version of evangelicalism today, like post industrial revolution, everything needs a verse. Everything needs like, this is why we're doing it. This is what we're doing. So it's okay, well, we're doing this because this is, this is what it says. And so in their scriptures, it would have said that the men get the property. Mm-hmm. And yet they, they advocated for themselves. Mm-hmm. They weren't apologetic about it. I'm always apologetic. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I took up too much space. Like they, mm-hmm. they advocated and the Lord like rewrote the system. The law. And, I, and it, to mm-hmm. me, I'm like, we're always looking for the verse. We're always looking for who's the theologian that said that? Who's mm-hmm. the, yeah. like, who backs up what we believe? Yeah. 
But if Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is prompting us and it seems countercultural, even in the evangelical spaces, mm. like the Lord backs us. Mm. <laughs> yes, he does. The Lord yeah. backs right. us. As women, like it's yeah. just, yeah. Oh. Wow. So as a mother of three daughters mm -hmm. and who yeah. is mm -hmm. part of a ministry, um, grew up and I'm so grateful for my upbringing, but there came a day where um, my husband had asked me that if I would lead a Bible study with him and he had to travel and he asked me to teach and I'm like, I don't think that I can do it. And I remember him saying to me, I just actually, I said, no, I was a little bit angry with him for even asking <laughs> me, like, I don't know how, because I had never seen a woman do that. Yeah. And so um, he looked at me and his words to me were like, are you okay with disobeying God? Ooh. I'm like, do not pull the God card. I was like really upset with him yeah. at first, but I knew it was an invitation from God again. And I had discounted myself as a woman mm. and how often we have discounted. And then I'm raising three daughters in the house of God. And I look at my daughters and I think about the call of life uh, on their lives. And what if I had just thought, no, I'm a woman. I'm going to step back. I'm just going to give in to this is how, what people expect. But I think we're so often we settle. Um, in my case, it was never a man that said no. And I know many have, but I've had men encourage me. I had a father encourage me. I had a husband encourage me. I've never had someone who put the limit on me that was um, a man. Mm -hmm. For me, it was always me because of how I saw myself. And I love how these girls saw themselves yeah. mm -hmm. and understood that they had a part to play. And yeah. when they, they didn't say no, but they went to Moses and then Moses went to God. And then that changed the narrative, not just for them, like you said, for yeah. everyone. And mm -hmm. I think how often do we step back from what is rightfully ours? And it was a way to protect his, their father and to honor their father, mm -hmm. their, their natural father, so that it would open up pathways for men many others mm -hmm. in the like to change law and to change the narrative yeah. and to change story. Mm -hmm. And I think often we put that back here, but what about today? How do we step into a story that maybe someone says you can't and we'll say, yeah, but God said mm -hmm. I can. I think that's really striking, Helen. It wasn't, they, they weren't um, centering themselves. It wasn't for self. Yeah, I mean, it good. really is about why should our father's name mm -hmm. I love that disappear song. from his clan? Oh, yeah. And we're called to honor mm -hmm. our mother and father. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, our father doesn't have sons, but, but why should his name be? We could mm -hmm. carry this forward and honor our, so yeah. I just, it's very um, convicting. How can my life and my legacy mm -hmm. honor my own mm -hmm. heavenly father yes. and, mm -hmm. and do this for him? Mm -hmm. I hear that so loudly yes. in here. Mm -hmm. that, that's why we do it. Mm. I also like, they knew exactly who they were. Like we mm -hmm. talked, you talked about being, your own roadblock, so to say, and I get that. My insecurity is 100% my roadblock, and it's not what people have said to me. It's what I've perceived in culture and picked up on yes. of like, oh, she's too much, or oh, that's not what women do, or that's not what brown women do, or that's not just how you show up in the world. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah. But you stepped up. But I, I mean, I, I was my own worst. Um, I stopped myself, mm. but I... I I got tired of myself yes. and I finally, and I'm, I'm grateful for voices in my life yeah. and great men that, uh, including my husband, that pushed me forward. Mm -hmm. But I, we don't have to wait for somebody to do that. I love that these women stood up together and wrote a, a brand new yeah. story. Was, yeah. This is the thing that's striking for me is this whole generation idea that they would have heard, like they may have been kids because we don't know the timeline, how old they are. 
like they would have heard the grumbling in the desert, in the wilderness. They would have seen a lot of the miracles that were happening. Mm -hmm. They would have also seen punishment kind of going, you know, happening as well. They would have seen, they would have seen a lot of things, but their faith (laughs) remained secure. Like they saw a generation deconstruct everything around them. Mm -hmm. And then they saw what they needed to reconstruct in order for them to build into a promised land and for them to actually be the first generation that saw like the mistakes of the past, like no matter where they came from or what their family, some people had like really turned out against the Lord, Mm -hmm. like really sinned against the Lord. And they actually defend their father and say, no, 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 that wasn't him. He died because that was what God decreed. So he just died natural death. However, this next generation, as they saw everybody else wandering, they were like, I'm going to, I want possession of that promised land. Mm-hmm. Like, I want the faith of like Abraham, Jacob, mm-hmm. and the daughters of Zelophehad. Mm-hmm. Like, they had like so much faith to mm-hmm. say, that's my, that's mine. Mm-hmm. That's my inheritance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually take hold of that. It's worth fighting for. Mm-hmm. You know what I love too is that, you know, it's the five dollars. Imagine the conversation prior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like we're all hanging I, out. I it's like, like us. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, like them, like us yeah. hanging out, seeing the situation and going, okay. And maybe of the five, there was one that's like, I don't know, you guys, mm-hmm. that, that might not be good for us. And there's probably the one who's like, let's do it. <laughs> and the other one's like, maybe we should have a plan. And the other one's like, oh, well, you're like, mm-hmm. you know, we who's got all. Par- who's the partridge person? Yeah, who's, who's the dancer? Who's, yeah. who's the little dancer? Hugglow's my favorite. Hugglow might have been like, no, let's just do it. You know, but I mean, everybody probably played a part. And then together, which is the thing about it, I love about women and sisterhood. Mm-hmm. Yes. We could yeah. be all different, mm-hmm. all different gifting, fears, strengths. Some people lead, other people follow. Some are implementers, strategists. Yeah. Yes. But then they all came at some point. There had to be a moment where they're like, are we all in? Go. Hands in. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. And just imagine that where then it's strength in numbers. Yeah. It's strength in sisterhood. Mm-hmm. It's strength in the belief of what, you know, with inheritance. But I just love that picture of the five women yeah. all together. And you can imagine they're like, okay, we're all in it, right? Like no one's backing down. If something happens, we're going to stand together. And I just, I see that picture yeah. as they go and they say, this is it. And imagine, maybe they're arm in arm. Maybe yeah. they're back behind maybe one's praying quietly here or the other one's speaking because somebody had to speak yes so as i look at that as for women i'm like oh what a beautiful picture mm-hmm. of what that wow. may and could have and probably did look like within gifting to then change law yeah. and change history forever do you mean yes. so that's where i want to encourage yeah. women in that i, I just i want to lean into that a little bit because it is a pattern in all of the studies that we have had so far where there is this community of women Mm -hmm. and a woman celebrating another and like Mm -hmm. the, hey, let's work together to complete an assignment. And so how has that looked like in your lives? What does that look like, a community of women to actually accomplish what God's asked you to do? And it might've been a season, it might've been one assignment, it might've been whatever your context is, but what does that look like in your lives? Hmm. Well, I have, been so blessed. I'd never be who I am without mm. the company of women. I have the most amazing mother, grandmothers in the world, and then a company of women. But 
all through even our ministry journey, God has always brought women alongside, but I believe passionately they didn't just show up. I believed for them. I trusted that God would bring whoever I needed into my life. I didn't say, I just want to be your best friend. And I, you know, like I think sometimes, can you mentor me, you know, or can I do this? I feel like God very organically builds relationship. And I've looked at my life, even as I sit at this table, I often find myself thinking, how did I get here? That I'm so blessed to be in this space, but I believe it's because I, I didn't, I intentionally built friendship and relationship. I didn't try to network for my gain. I wanted to get to know other women and that God took, that's, that's how he led me forward. I'm part of a, a confessional, covenant confessional community of women and there is uh, seven of us and we have a constant text thread that's always running with prayer requests every day and we're all back and forth. But we get together um, once a month for three hours and everyone has time to really just share their hearts and we all give each other witness and witness and it is one of the most transformative mm -hmm. healing experiences of my entire life. But it takes intentionality, mm -hmm. it yes. takes vulnerability and it takes a commitment to say, I'm not ever leaving the room. You can say anything exactly. and I am here for you yeah, and will bear witness to your story. So I think um, we're meant for community yeah. and koinonia and fellowship. Mm -hmm. And that takes living cruciform, reaching out and holding on yep. to our sisters and saying, let's be the hands and feet of Jesus together and witness each other's stories. Yes, yeah. yes. That's beautiful. I think that exactly. I think, you know, I've shared over the years about my struggle as a young 20-something and even teenager of having women friendships. Mm. I actually didn't like women. I thought women were catty and gossipy and mm. exclusive. And so I always mm. was like, I stayed away from them and didn't trust them. Mm. But as I got older, I realized I need women. I need older women and younger women yes. and women that are like-minded and women that are different than me yes. and women, so all good. kinds of women so yes. to build into me so I can build into others. Yes. And I think, you know, now when I look at my life, I don't know where I'd be without my girlfriends, my mom, mm -hmm. and my birth mom, and, and the women that I work with, and the women that love me, and who mm -hmm. championed me through so many hard things. Yeah. And so, you know, when I go out and speak, I'm like, there may be women here, young women who are like, I don't want anything to do with sisterhood and women, and, <laughs> but it's like, we need each other. Yeah. We can't do no. life alone no. at all. There's too many of you lonely, yes. and too many that are isolated, yes. and we need one another. And so I wouldn't be here, I've said this so many times, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for women who saw me called forth, yeah. you know, malgifting yeah. passions and then championed me to be where I am today. Yeah. And I, I am so much and grateful for those women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I am so grateful for the women who are a little bit ahead of me. So maybe a little bit older, a little bit later in life stage. They have the older children, the career that's more established and yet continue to speak truth over mm. me and speak life over me. Um, we've had an incredible gift of my husband's a pastor and in this season, the church we're at, whoever's been on that team, that's been such a beautiful relationship oh. for us, which it has not always been the case. Sometimes that's like some of the most painful spaces, yeah. but for us, that team of couples and individuals, um, has been so life-giving and life-affirming. Yes. And to be people who are in the struggle with you, right? Who are you're going through the fire together. And so, yeah, when I, when I think of like, well, who right now has called me, like that's like that's mm -hmm. what I think of. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. I just I want us to to wrap up and think about this all four episodes that we've done so far mm. and think think through the common themes, the common patterns that yeah. I, I named them, but I named some of them, but I'd love to hear from you too. What are things that you noticed in all four of these, um, you know, 10 women we've studied? 
uh, four episodes we've recorded. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the God who, you know, we've studied the God who keeps his promises. Yes. I kind of went through the list and went, what is important to God in all of these you know, individual so stories. He yes. keeps his promises. Yes. He's like, so it's oh. even the ones that they, like these ones who were being obedient or what they thought was right in that moment. But he's keeping a promise that was like thousands and thousands, you know, like so long ago. Um, he's keeping his promise to us today, you know. And so what is important to God? I, I'm noticing that inheritance is important yeah. to God. Lineage and legacy is important yes, yes, to God. Yes. And, and, and obedience. That one was like yes. key to me. I was yes, like, whoa, is so important to God. And so what were things that maybe have been like you've been sifting through, you've been reflecting on? Mm when you think about all of the studies and all these 10 women, things that you noticed, maybe that we should, we should just highlight yeah. as we wrap up today. I think when you talk about legacy, I think, or inheritance, mm. God wants people to be taken care of, right? Jesus mm -hmm. talks about widows and orphans. And in every story, I see marginalized women who, Jesus, who, God, who God stands with, and he stands with the oppressed. He stands for freedom. He mm -hmm. stands for like the equality of all people. And so I just like every story, the story, whether it's JL or the midwives or here, I see a God who stands with oppressed people. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, so much, everything that you both have said. But I, I would just want to encourage everyone from these stories, your story isn't finished yet. You might yeah. be feeling like you're in the messiest and um, the most broken place of your life and you discount yourself, but God never will. So I'm just going to say, be a rise up woman. There's still more of your story to be written. It's not over. I think in all of these stories, we see that God is moving us towards shalom. Yes. He's moving us towards justice. He's taking us out of bondage and bringing us to bonding oh, with yes. him. Yeah. And I guess I just see that he is our great inheritance. Yes. And I want to claim my inheritance and my identity in him and to treasure mm -hmm. my inheritance yeah. in him. So just yeah. thank you, thank you, Love thank that. you. Courage, mm -hmm. bravery, mm -hmm. obedience, and in all of it, whether you're putting a peg through somebody, I, you know, I had to do that yeah. peg through somebody's head, whether you're asking for, you know, yeah. inheritance, if you are building cities, yes. right? Mm -hmm. If you're rescuing children, yes. God is with you. Yeah. God is with you. His spirit is with you to give you yeah. the power and strength yeah. and the wisdom and all that you need to do it. Yeah. And so... What a series, you guys. Whoa. Unknown women, we, we called out their names, we said their names, yes. we learned, we wrote in our Bible study guide. So thank you, thank you so much for a wonderful series together. Anne and Trifian and Helen and Anne, thank you. What a privilege and honor it was to be with you. And thank you for journeying with us through this incredible study, 10 Women, our Bible study series. Thank you so much and know that you are also seen, you are heard, and you are deeply love by God. You are not unknown. You are known. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit scriptureuntangled.ca for more information. Thank you for listening to See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. 
We are able to do See Her Love because of these generous sponsors. Tyndale University. Melinda and I are both Tyndale alumni. Tyndale is where you will experience high-quality academics interwoven with faith and a community of students and faculty that challenges you to live authentically, to follow Christ, and actively engage your culture. Visit www.tyndale.ca. The Canadian Bible Society champions the Bible as the voice of God, revealing Jesus Christ, the living word. Go to www.biblesociety.ca. And finally, the International Justice Mission Canada rallies Canadians to the fight to end slavery and violence in our lifetime and prove that justice for the poor is unstoppable. Go to ijm.ca today. Please check out these amazing organizations who are doing life-transforming work and who we are proud to be partnered with.